you know what? I wanted to say one more thing about that jamming thing, just just because I know something I didn't used to know. But Joe Zawinul told me, and this is just an interesting story, that every single Weather Report tune ever played, ever on any Weather Report album, was always 15 minutes long until the tape ran out. And then Joe just went in there with a razor blade and edited it into what you hear on the album. Oh, wow. Right? Just cut right. it, cut and made it into, you know, organized it in a way that it made sense, usually in chronological order somehow, right. but sometimes not. So that's why sometimes you'll hear a cut, and the cut is not only cut on purpose, but you really hear the cut, and he wants you to hear it. Like, in other words, it goes from being really ambulant, ambient, ambient to being dry on purpose right and it's it's clear that it's a cut but it's in benefit of the music it serves the music the cut serves the music and that's why he was so creative in the studio doing that shit you know he was just the genius of all time with the razor blade <laughs> because they just jammed until you know they play the head and then who knows what's going to happen and blah 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 and before you know it the tape run out right and now you got to go in and make a 15-minute jam into a six-minute six minute tune. And he was so good at it. And that's what a lot of those tunes are. And there was some tribal tech stuff like that, too, where we would just we would jam. And it's like, uh-oh, we're failing miserably because we said this was only going to be five minutes, but now the tape ran out. <laughs> and it's like, fuck. So all these good moments that happen, now we have to edit them together. Right. Because we weren't able to do it by ourselves we yeah. got carried away and things were like fun and we're having fun hey, before you know Bo it beethoven 15, 15 beethoven minutes is gone figured this out 200 years ago right well the tape ran out when he was trying to work yeah, tape ran no out. no but, but he gave us the whole thing transitions drum solo as long as it's not Listen a bass to beethoven. you know yeah. like he, you yeah. write yourself into a corner want to go somewhere else Drums. <laughs> okay, we're cool. Okay. All right. This is from Peter. And Peter says, I'm a huge fan of the late, great tenor sax master Joe Henderson. Are you related, Scott? No. Mm -mm. If I'm not mistaken, Bruce played with Joe. Yes, that's Would true. Would love to hear about Bruce's experience playing with Joe. If Joe was an influence, what specifically does Bruce admire about Joe? Also, Scott um, mentioned that he's a fan of Joe. Would you appreciate? Would appreciate Scott's input on Joe's influence as well, Bruce? The Henderson clan. The Henderson clan. You want to start, Joe? You want to hear? Well, you know, I mean, I've been listening to him for a long time, not because of any experience of working with him, but just because everybody just told me you need to listen to Joe Henderson because he's one of the best saxophone players on earth. And, and so I just started listening to him, and, and I was listening to his older stuff, but I also am a fan of some of his newer stuff. Like, there's a really great album called So Near, So Far, mm -hmm. and um, uh, Double Rainbow. One of those albums Schofield played on, and it's just, a, it's just a trio with sax. It's, you know, bass, drums, John Schofield, and Joe Henderson. Yeah. And it's sort of like the Bible of the modern, how to comp modern comping like john is just really on fire on this record and he plays some nice solos too but the main attraction is how he comps for joe it's yeah. really nice it's really beautiful yeah, yeah he played like, with him at the end there great. you know i mean when he had that joe beam record with dave mm -hmm. holland and those guys i mean i remember i heard that band live a couple times mm -hmm. 
I just love his playing. I mean, I don't know much about him or about, um, uh, I mean, I just don't really know all his life story or anything. I just love his playing. Well, me, I was lucky because um, I lived in San Francisco and Joe Henderson lived in San Francisco and Keystone Corner was happening and he was there, you know, I mean, he was still traveling the world and Mm -hmm. he'd moved from New York and of course I had all those records. If if you don't have the record in and out, you just got to get it. Yeah, that's another one. That's just like an unbelievable record. Uh, his compositions, his style of playing. And, you know, again, you know, in, in a world of Titan, you know, you had Coltrane and you had Sonny Rollins and Wayne Shorter. You know, these guys were dominant forces. And Joe was their equal in music and everything, but never, I don't think, in the consciousness of the world beyond the jazz purists. You know, was any no one knew about him. Mm-hmm. We all knew about him in the jazz world, but you know, I mean, not in the way you knew about Wayne or Coltrane. Or, right. You wrote Inner Urge, right? What a great tune, right. man! How many right. times have I played way, that the song? The way they knew about Coltrane and Sonny Rollins and Wayne Shorter, he was kind of not as as well known, right? For no other reason than he just wasn't. And then at the end, back when he did that that Joe Beam record. The couple records when he got the you know the Grammy Lifetime Award and had the record of the year I think that year that was that Joe Beam record with Dave Holland and Sco wasn't he on um, Griffith Park with Chick Corea and Freddie Hubbard and um, was that him or was, was that Joe Henderson or was it Joe Farrell no I Joe think it was Henderson, Joe Henderson yeah yeah, yeah. yeah it, um, you know and Chaka I mean, Khan yeah and Joe Joe was I mean just Joe was just just a different I mean again. What's so beautiful about that period of history was, in, in my opinion, and that was, that was my growing up period and before, <laughs> my great, uh, was just that it was such a value to be yourself. And here's a guy like Joe Henderson, in my opinion, equal to the other guys who were more well-known than him. I mean, as well as there were other guys that weren't as well-known, like himself. And he just had his own style, his own approach. I mean, the guy could play unbelievable. I mean, it was like he was on the level of those guys. I've been in the room with him. I've played with him. I've been on the bandstand with him. I know. I've been in the audience listening to it. The guy was just on that level, and he was an original. And I was lucky to have to, to record with him, and also to have him record on my records. Is your mic on? Yeah, it's right here. Much of a wave. Boom, 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 boom. I think. Oh, uh, it's the, the thing's behind. It just stopped. No, I think it's um actually Bruce, Bruce is on Scott's one. Scott's on Bruce one. Scott's on Bruce oh, and Bruce yes. is on Scott. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay fish scales yeah. anyways um <laughs> fish bones uh so joe was just amazing but i i admit you know arrogant kids i was I, I was one of them uh i was in high school and i took a lesson from joe in like 1972 or three so i would have been in 10th or 11th grade right and he charged me a hundred dollars 
You know what hundred dollars was back then? Mm-hmm. It was like two million, right? Shit. <laughs> but no, I did it, and I went to his house. We hung out in the first hour or two. We just sat talking about politics, and he liked these weird uh, talk shows that were on at the time. Everything Joe did was like Mr. Miyagi. It was so slow. I mean, if he went and got a glass of water, it took you 20 minutes. <laughs> and, and so we finally got around to the lesson. And I'm like chomping at the bit. I want to play Inurge with him. I want to play Serenity, all these tunes that I love, you know, that he did. He says, okay. He says, well, play me a C major scale. What's the lowest instrument? What's the lowest note on your instrument? I said, it's an E. He says, okay, that's in C. What's the highest note you got? Uh, C. He says, okay, that's in C too. He says, play me a C major scale from the lowest note to the highest note. And I could kind of do it, but it was clunky, you know what I mean? I, like I had the C pattern here and I had the C pattern here. And my ability to really kind of connect them all was not as seamless. He just kind of pulled out his horn and went, brruh, brruh. he went like, huh. <laughs> so I don't play the guitar, so maybe you want to consult with some other people. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is all taking like twice right. as long as I'm telling you, too, because right. it's right. so slow. It's like, but like, uh, is there any books on scale patterns <laughs> for guitar? It's, I mentioned Segovia. He says, well, maybe you want to consult Segovia. <laughs> I mean, really, he said, and it's like, just play your scales from the lowest possible instrument, lowest possible note, to the highest. I would. That's and that was the entire lesson. Shit, <laughs> that's what I got. Ouch. <laughs> but it was great. I mean, I didn't get to play an urge with him. I didn't get to play serenity. Mm-hmm. Over the years, you know, not within the next few years, mm-hmm. we ended up being on like jam sessions together and in bands together. And then he hired me to be a sideman and. He was on my record, and I was on one of his. You know, all that stuff. Was that surreal? Surreal. I mean, just hanging out with him was great. And, yeah. the, you know, and the, and the hour or two of us just sitting together in this house. He lived in Mount Davidson, which, off of Mount Davidson, which is a, a weird area of San Francisco. Very kind of strangely suburban, but not really suburban. You know, it's just, like San Francisco's like that. Those neighborhoods that aren't really in the center of the city but aren't right. outside of the city and in Mount Davidson was this hill that had this huge cross on the top of it generally in, in those days in the 70s really bad weather all the, foggy all the time now is quite nice um, and uh, you know I mean that was a time in San Francisco when Bobby Hutcherson Joe, Woody Shaw Joe they all lived in town because of Keystone Corner, mostly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And because it's a great city to live in. And so that was my lesson with him. And But, again, just the lesson that generation has to teach us, which is back to... I mean, it's probably going to be in a previous podcast by the time we get to this. But, you know, don't take no shit from the motherfuckers. details and brush your teeth you know that's what those guys were about you know they were themselves they took care of business 
They sweat the details. They had their own way of doing it. And they didn't really get caught up in the, this is cool, so I have to be this. You know, they, they really gave in to the... Of course, they were deeply immersed in the history because they loved it so much. Right. But their thing was just an extension of that, an extension of who they were. Yeah, yeah. And, and and Joe, who like was the slowest moving guy, and I even have an amazing picture of the record day we did together where I'm explaining this one tune that we're playing that he just um, played great on. And he's kind of scratching his beard listening to me. And, you know, I can I can go back to that time, and I'm going about 120 miles an hour, <laughs> and he's going... Three. <laughs> he liked dogs. I know that. He was always talking yeah. about his dogs in and, interviews. And he was getting he was into dogs. so well. You know what I mean? He had this thing. It's like he wanted the melody written out for the saxophone, but he wanted the concert changes. So if you write a chart out for me, it, it, this was how long it took. It's like, uh, Joe, you want, you want me to write you a chart? You know, I mean, you're, you're going to hear this shit right away, but you want me to write something out? And he says, yeah, if you if you want to write a, a chart for me, uh, give me the melody transposed f- for the horn. But uh, I'd like the changes in concert, if that's o- if that's okay. I mean, and I just did it faster just so I didn't waste right. people's time. That's how long it took. And He's yet, like a turtle. And yet this man, if, if you hung out with him and talked to him about like what was on the radio or if you played with him, he was the fastest fucking thinker you ever met in your life. Wow. You know what I mean? What it's a like character. Wow. That's jazz. That's mm-hmm. fucking cool, man. That's cool. I, that's... I'm so glad um, Pete asked that question. That's awesome. Thank you, Pete. Uh, I, I, I remember um, I put my foot in my mouth one time with Lenny, Lenny White because we were playing together in Russia. When Dennis was sick, Lenny played some gigs with me and Jeff. Yep. And I said, we were talking about Joe Henderson, and I said, yeah, I really like that Griff Park record. I think it's Stanley Clark, Chick Corea, Chaka Khan singing. She sings the shit out of those standards. It's great, and and um, yeah, Joe Henderson, Freddie Hubbard. I can't remember who's playing drums. And Lenny says, um, "Yeah, I was playing drums, and I produced that record." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Don't, oh, <laughs> sorry, man." <laughs> like you know, the drummer always gets the shit. You know, like <laughs> the disrespect. I'm so sorry, man. Lee Lee Scott would like to know which one is. Statler and which one is Waldorf? What's that? Oh, those. Okay, I, okay, okay, okay. That's the Muppet guys. Oh, I I, I used to know that, but I don't know now. No, which one of us is which is what? Oh, okay. Is. Well, I guess I'll be the shorter guy because I'm the <laughs> shorter guy. Yeah, except for you're the angry guy. Yeah, am I angry all the time? Yeah, generally. <laughs> yeah, I'm not really that angry. I yeah, but compared that to was, me. That was the concept of the show right there, pretty much yeah, those guys. Yeah, right, just, just yeah. pick those guys and... 
No, we're, 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 guitars, we're the guys man. with our hands up their fucking asses. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's, That's what I say when my doctor does my physical, and you know, uh, now I know what a Muppet feels like. Yeah, what it, yeah I'm, um, I'm Kevin Thomas wants to know, I may not be the only one who wants to know, but how things are going on in Scott's next album? Well, I think we kind of answered that today.
Well, I actually didn't, but, okay, but well, I will okay, if okay. he wants to know. How are they going? Where are we at? How long will Where, we... Are we going to have a GoFundMe campaign? Or? No, 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 no. You sure? You know, do, you, I, do you believe in the GoFundMe campaigns? Well, I think that if you don't have a label that's willing to give you money, that's the next best thing, isn't it? I mean, some people call it interlet, internet begging. I don't really look <laughs> at it that way. I think that if your fans believe in you and they want a product from you, what's wrong with it? Right. You know, they're just paying before they get it. And, and it just shows you that they love you, you know, and they want you to make something that they want to listen to. So they're they're chipping in for it. I think that's great. Um, the way I do it personally is I just put everything on a credit card and I and I go into depth about 14,000 bucks because that's about how much it takes to, to make a record. And then I'll, you know, make my money back and hopefully a lot more when it's when it's done. Yeah. You know, so, you know, you can pay off. I've got this you promised mastercard where you can borrow like um 10 grand and if you pay it back in a year there's no interest wow it's amazing that's, that's crazy you know, so you, can you get have to more? pay like 700 a month or 800 a month and you pay the fucking thing can off. can you get more than just 10 grand yeah you can yeah i will uh, see what I, what i'll have to do is borrow enough money for the session and to pay the musicians and for the engineer and then later when i'm almost done with the record I'll have to pay for the artwork. I'll have to pay for the mixing, the mastering. I'll have to pay a publicist. Mm -hmm. That's the main important thing is paying yeah. a publicist so people know you have a record <laughs> out. Right. And, and you know, then it, it all ends up some being somewhere 14, 15 grand. And then, and then you know, you put it out yourself on CD Baby and stuff and from there. sell it. Sell, have you, sell it have on you the got an album and, name? Yeah, I do, but I don't want to say it yet because it's. But Can I, I do. guess. No, I do. I have an Can I album guess? name. Huh? Yes. Can yeah. I guess? Yeah. Yeah. Is it? Um, is it Standard Central? Oh, that was. My guess is. What's up, bitches? <laughs> What's up, bitches? <laughs> this is better than doing guitar wank. <laughs> uh, no, I do have an album name. I even have an album cover concept. Oh, wow. And, you are um, organized. But the only thing that, that will take He's time... You're like a pig. <laughs> yeah. The only thing that's going to take time is that I am going to do the same thing I did on Vibe Station. I'm going to layer, you know, and I'm going to recompose. Cause what do you mean you're going to layer? Well, there's going to be... It's not just going to be a trio. You've got 15 million parts. You have a million oh, parts okay. going on. You are? And he's going to recompose, you know. which is it's just slightly yeah. different from composing and decomposing. Yeah, it's recomposing. <laughs> is that when you... When it's every, like recycling. Every time I start layering on a tune, I always hear different harmony than the original composition. Yeah. So sometimes layered on top of that harmony, sometimes completely different where i have to remove the bass note and put in another one you yeah. know what i mean so i never know what's going to happen but that's going to happen first and then you know uh i got to find a lot of new sounds because i don't want to use the same sounds that i use on vibe station so i'm looking for pedals that make really unique Ooh. sounds i'm looking for new plugins like um i just oh. heard crystallizer for the first time from from uh from uh, Sound Toys, it's the same people oh, okay. that make Echo Boy. Yeah, Crystallizer great. is amazing. It's got like, not only do you get a great, you know, whatever it is. I don't even know what it is. It's some kind of echo pitch shift type of thing. Yeah. But not only do you get just the effect, but you get all these millions of presets that Pretty these guys amazing, have. Amazing, right? They're just some of them are just yeah. so good. Yeah. And um, you never know. One might be the perfect sound for 
something you need yeah you know yeah. so so that that whole thing man i think of all the things that i do in music that's the most fun yeah for me you know is to is to sit there and try to imagine what sound goes where how you know like i always put these things in the mix that are so under the mix you can barely hear them you know because they draw people in you know, you, you don't know you're hearing it, but it, you're hearing it. Are you one of these fuckers that puts in, like, the, the cell phone ringing so when you're driving, you hear it, and you're like... <laughs> I wouldn't do that to anybody. <laughs> you oh, you, you ought to. You should. That's a great that idea. Or your mother calling you. Yeah, right. <laughs> Scott! Right. When's Scott. A, so when is the album... When do you think the album... When are you aiming I, I, for? I really have no idea. It'll be done when it's done. You know, okay, like, I just, I just try to... I mean, Vibe Station probably took me maybe four months but longer because of the touring in between you know so so four months total i mean but it was split up because i had to go on the road and leave right. it and come back so i mean usually like if i had four solid months i could probably finish it but but you know so much of it is not about playing that's the easy part the the, the hard part is finding sounds finding the right stuff. finding the right sound for the right part that's yep. the fucking hardest thing and 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 you have to be so patient because sometimes days a day goes by and you try everything and you just it's just like nothing that i have it's not working yeah you just know it's not working and then you find that sound that just makes it happen and you oh that's, thank goodness you i feel found so it. good about everything yeah so you know i i'm going to use my dobro on two tunes, I know. Oh, cool. And I'm going to use... Um, I'm not going to use the sitar because I used it on the last record, right. so that's out. So many things are out because I did it on the last record. But I'm going to use alligator clips. I've been working a lot with those. You what know, you alligator? alligator clips on the strings. It's the best. You know, you can put them just the right place where you get a note and it sounds oh, it's like, like a, a note. Cape it's a prepared, it's like a no, one it's like a prepared, prepared guitar. guitar yeah. It's, it's what? Prepared guitar. Yeah, but it makes the most beautiful sounds. Yeah, it's like putting I mean, a rubber band around it or putting yeah. a balloon on it or, you know, very. It almost sounds like a kalimba at times. Yeah. You know, wow. it, it, it sounds like a kalimba. And I'm, I'm, what I'm sort of looking for is guitar sounds that are made by the guitar that don't sound like a guitar. That's what I'm kind of like trying to get. Because I want to sort of everybody to know there are no synthesizers on this record, <laughs> but every sound that you hear is made by a guitar somehow. He's, he's using you know what I mean? sympathizers. Yeah. So no sympathizers. I like your sympathizers. Just, yeah, but you know, just right. just trying to get fun tones. You know, so I think that's going to be a really fun thing to do. So I'm looking. I for, can't wait. Well, my, Doug, my little hobby. Doug Worthington here says he loves the show. You guys are great. Just got to say, I'm digging the Junkyard Duo Bruce oh, record. He loves it. He you. thinks it's fantastic. Can't wait for Scott's new record. Uh, new one. Looking forward to the next podcast. Um, but that's all our questions but, were there, which but is But I fantastic. hate you fuckers. No, but. a lot of positive stuff. We got some really great fans. I know, man. Now, and um, one thing we didn't get to the other week, Bruce was, um, remember we were talking about what, what, pisses us off about guitar players that post stuff on the internet well there i mean god it's only it's by the time this will air uh it'll have been months ago and hopefully grumps will have re-emerged with a new theme <laughs> and, and i and that, i'm so, so surprised and of course we did go over it on a previous podcast 
But yeah, I mean, I just want to remind you guys. I mean, I know social media is social media, and we all have. I mean, like I've got an Instagram account, and if I don't post every day, I'm just. It's like I'm dead. It's like I died. But even worse, nobody cared, you know. Um, and I know how everybody feels, and you got to post. But my my only point was, you know, play. Just play. Don't practice. And my, and the point of Grumps was I said, you know, like when I came up, we played in public and we practiced in private. Right. And that's all I'm saying. You know, I'm not suggesting don't use the internet to to get more fans and don't reach out to your people and don't stay engaged and don't show everybody how badass you are. I'm not saying that. I'm saying when you do it, do it with all the things that we would do when we were playing music for someone we loved or for a big audience. You know, attention to tone, attention to, to shape, attention to, to feel, attention to what the statement is from beginning to end. You know what I mean? Have some self-respect. I think you know. Don't practice in public. That shit. Like, I don't want to see some. I love sausage. I know it's not good for me, but I love it. But I sure as hell don't want to see people making it. Right. And that's kind of what I did. I and, think, then, and then I took it a little further, and I said, the next sound you're not going to hear is me playing a West Montgomery transcription. And that's just like, hey, it's great to transcribe people. It's great to learn what they've done and take it and make it your part. But you know. To play Wes's solo or somebody else's solo not as well as them, really? Really? I mean, why not just take their solo and make a whole new thing out of it? That would be beautiful. That's like honoring their memory, you know? But so, th- so that's kind of my point. It's just have, just bring, we need more music in the world. And I understand. Everybody says there's no places to play. Well, you want to know why there's no places to play? Because you're all in front of the computer. Good point. I know it's a drag to drive in your car in traffic to a bar where everybody's hanging out and there's some <laughs> drunks there. Oh, my God, there's drunks. And maybe people you don't know. And then, yeah, and you have, when you finally get around to playing, maybe it's a horrible drummer or a horrible something else that you have to play with. Well, you know... How do you think we got good? It was by doing that. But you know, in that same place, you ran into somebody who says like, hey man, there's a session over here, or I'm starting a band. Can you play this gig with us tomorrow? You know, and your life is changed by it. It's about community. So you want places to play other than your computer? Go out and be part of the world. You know, and in this whole thing that happened with Mark Zuckerberg in front of you know, they're using you to sell you shit and to, you know, and to make money on you. Well, how about let's turn the paradigm around and go hang out together and create our own economy and actually play music together and create a community and get better. You know, but use this thing like the tool it is. Play music. You're going to get more students. You're going to get more fans by playing music on the Internet than you are by practicing I, on the you Internet. Know what? What, and what, I know that's not what you were talking about, and I'm sorry I ranted. I don't even know what he's ranting about. You were on your phone half no, the time. No, but no, I heard it. I just didn't know. I don't know what it's about. Like, what's making you mad enough to... Is, are, are, there people, are there people, like, pre- 
playing other people's solos on the internet. Okay, yes. There's two things that are that I'm addressing. Uh-huh. It's guys never, who just like guys it. who just like wank, shred, uh-huh. shred or practice or hey, this is me but playing, they playing minor six all over the neck. You oh, know, look right. at look how good I am. You know, oh, or, or okay. I'm shredding, you know, something at fifty BPMs or oh. 150 BPMs. I don't have a lot of those guys on no, my No, I mean, Facebook but that feed. happens a yeah, lot. I need or the other guys enough. who play along with a solo by somebody and you know they do a good job, but you know yeah. it's not near as good as the guy who did it. <laughs> I haven't seen a lot of that. I have okay. to be honest. Well, I that, seen that a lot is of that. that is yeah. all over the place. Oh, okay. And that's what yeah. I was addressing. Yeah. I have I see a lot. I mean, th- I'm thankful for all these people who like played a gig and they post some of it, mm-hmm. or they or they have a really cool arrangement of something they love and they play it. Mm-hmm. I'm thankful for that. Or they better and they also they post things that they you know songs that that's they what love. I see more of that's people just I, I playing a, a, to me, an arrangement of a song that, that they, to me or or they teach. Yeah. You oh, know nice. they say like hey check this out. You know I realize when you do this you can also do this. Oh, you right, know and they're right. to me that's that's a great usage of the computer. It's sure. the practicing in public and the showing off and right. the transcriptions when you uh, like really you're going to play a Wes Montgomery solo better than Wes or a Peter yeah. Bernstein solo or an Alan Holdsworth solo really mm-hmm. I mean why not just put it put the clip of Alan up and say this like move yeah. change my life no I understand yeah. how that I wouldn't like so to see th- that that's what, you know, that's what I'm railing on I just, I just my, never see it my thing that pisses me off and this Troy's drives me talking about fucking something different. nuts uh oh here like, we go you're going to post something on the internet and we go and, and we're all guilty of this all guitarists are guilty of this when you're picking up your guitar and you're playing or you're practicing or you're just vibing out on your guitar and <laughs> someone's talking to you, your missus or whatever, and you've got the guitar stare because you're just hearing blah, blah, blah because you're like, I'm working on this. I'm like, and you've got the stupid look on your face. People do that and post that on the internet. They'll post, they'll set up their phone and they're playing either a gig or they're practicing or they're doing, but they forget. They're all worried about their playing, but they forget how fucking stupid they look. <laughs> you look like an idiot. You got the dumbest look on your face. Prince wouldn't do this. Mm-hmm. Fucking James Brown wouldn't do this. Why do you think you're so special that you can post yourself looking so fucking stupid on the internet with your dumbass face? You look like an idiot. You're not presenting yourself well, and you're trying to show off your guitar playing. What are you trying to achieve? It just astounds me, like, that people are so stupid that I'm going to get so excited about your guitar playing, but all I can look at is your dumb motherfucking face looking so stupid at me. I can't get past your face, dude, because you look like an idiot. I don't care if you're Steve Vai. You look like a fucking idiot. So presentation, presentation, presentation. Please put a little effort into your posts. Wow. That's what wow. pisses me off. Wow. Oh my god, wow, that was some heavy shit. I guess I'm glad I've never posted myself on the internet ever in my life. <laughs> yeah, I, I was I was going to talk to you about your face. Oh my stuff. god, stop it, people! I gotta, I just gotta start deleting uh, no, those no, people. No, 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 no. But, but Troy, you make a point, and that is like, I mean, it's one thing a if it's effort, it's, it's one thing if it's a live thing. You know, we're at the gig, and it's it's Facebook live. No, no, no. People do it no. live. They're performing. But they're so enthralled with their phone recording them, they're looking at their phone like, are you looking at me? I know you're all looking at me. And they're not performing anymore. They're just worried about their phone. 
And well, it's well, pathetic. You, know, you you're you're hitting on too many things. You got to refine. Right, okay, you got to refine sorry, your take, point. Zone me in, Bruce. Yeah. Well, first of all, <laughs> we're, let's talk about the guys who make the pre-recorded and post.
You're right. They should look at it before they post it and decide yeah. if you really want people to think that this represents you. Now, the other <laughs> side, and I agree with you. I mean, I'm just trying to help <laughs> translate for you here. Because <laughs> I know most people can't understand what you're saying. Nah, no one does. Yeah. That's great. So um, <laughs> the second point is like, okay, the guy who's at the gig puts the phone up and he's playing for the phone. Meanwhile, there's an audience there. <laughs> and you know... That you're at this gig. I can't even conceive of doing something like that. But no, it's it's proliferates. It's everywhere. It proliferates. Scott, wow. I can just promise you. I, I, I automatically, when he said that, I thought of three people. Yeah. So. Um, <laughs> That's so weird. I've never no, even no, seen and, it. And again, okay, uh-huh. you're playing for people. Just treat it like it's a camera that's on that you know nothing about. He's right. right. It's like, and, and really, you know, I mean, I know, Scott, you really spend a lot of time with your... You know, your 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 presentation in terms of like your your wardrobe and stuff like that. I I know how you're big on that, but uh, you know some of us aren't, and I understand that. 
<laughs> you mean that I'm wearing the same thing right now that I was wearing at the baked potato? Well, you know, ex- I noticed that spot. I noticed that Except spot. The only, di- the only difference is now when I play at the baked potato, I put on a clean white t-shirt. Unlike <laughs> well, the one yeah, I'm but wearing right barbecue now. Stains the thing is, is you don't have to take, you, you think, you really should take it off before the next one. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, but anyways... No, my point is, is, is Troy is right. If if we're going to enter the visual realm with the audio realm, you got to make an effort. Dude. Then then just be aware of it, and it's your choice. If you want to look like a geeky guy who just got you know who's just got his first boner, that's okay. If you want to look like a guy who's like super uh, unaware of the world, then that's okay. But just be aware that that's what you're saying to the world. And you know, if you dress like a surfer. That's what people are going to see. I think it's if the facial like expression. If you dress like a fucking waiter in a, in a, in a, you know, in a Waldorf Astoria, that's what people are going to see. That does affect, I mean, there's going to be a few people in the audience that are blind that won't be bothered by that. <laughs> but in general, especially since we're entering into the world of the internet where there's a screen involved, it is visual too. So I, I agree with Troy's point. I mean, unfortunately, being in my advanced... Uh, chronology. <laughs> I really don't have much to look at, so I have to figure out a way to get some very creative well, lighting or really good costuming or or like some pretty girls dancing around me so no one will really look at me. Be aware of it. Like, oh my God. But there's a reason why Guitar Wank doesn't do video. There, there is a very good reason right? why Right? That's the reason. Because we're just like, what's the point? I got a point? face for radio. Right? We, we have... <laughs> what's the point? You don't want to just see us sitting around on fucking chairs looking like just slobs. We're just hanging out being men hey, and just a having a good time. This is my second cleanest <laughs> t-shirt. I you came, know what I mean. I came here with my t-shirt. I've been working. Yeah, that's the same way you, you had at the yeah, spud last Thursday. But if you were going to post yourself playing guitar... Be aware of your facial expressions. Be aware of your surroundings and the video because it takes away from your playing. And and there will be the people that say to you, fuck you, it's all about playing. And that's where the Fuck you, about. you don't know what you're talking about. Okay, I disagree. Oh, no, you, everybody disagrees. Just the same people who say to me when I say, take the fucking tuner off the end of your guitar. Exactly. They say, no, it's all about the music. I'd rather be in tune. Fuck I off say, well, come on, you're not using the tuner while Bullshit. you're playing, are you? But no, everybody has their reason. Now, Scott, it's a tone thing. I'll, I'll give him that. Well, I just like to have the. I use the vibrato I, bar a lot, so I do tend to tune a lot. You know, so yeah, yeah well, you, know. You, you know, I you can stick it on and tune and take it off. Just it's different levels. It's different. And levels. really, and, 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 and no offense to John Sir, but that headstock is not my favorite design in the world. <laughs> anyway, not. Yeah, but but, no, <laughs> but seriously, I mean, though, it makes a good butter knife. Where but. do you put your tuner when you're not using it? If you have to tune in the middle of a song, where do you put it? Right, I I put mine on the on the handle of the amp and I just well, grab it see I'm it. far away from my amp I don't have anything to put it okay, on okay your your you belt know. loop your your earlobe I think your, your I think that's, that's, like to leave that's it on the, the least thing but I think and the, there are ones that are so low profile you can't even see them yeah but you know the one the one that I use is actually does help the tone right so and, I, and, I, and you know and I, I thought you were full of shit when you said that to me but I did play your guitar and I agree with it yeah but changes, you know you want to really you want to wait a minute you want to really change your tone you know those big wooden beautiful things they make those heavy things that really add mass to a headstock I've tried those yeah. those those yeah. will probably give you way more than a piece of why don't you just too, strap too a, much what about a boss tuner too to the much. end of your guitar 
What? A strap a boss or, pedal or, tuner or a to tuner the on your pedal board. No, I think that the, for me the snark gives it exactly the right amount of what I'm looking for. But you know, you know so. again, again, you know, I mean, you could have a, a tuner pedal that you turns. You know, I mean, when you're tuning, you you always have your volume off. Always. Um, yeah, usually. Yeah. When you use that thing, always. Yeah. So, yeah. well, boom. What's, what's wrong with the pedal? What's wrong with uh, this? What's well, the pedal slapping? takes up real estate on the floor, valuable real estate for sounds. What's wrong with putting it on, you know. taking it off, and, you know, having a more stable tone, tone drive? I mean, I'm just saying, for a guy who spends so much time there, suggesting, you know, maybe there's something with more mass, less mass. I have tried those things, but they have you too know. much mass or not enough Well, you mass. know, I mean, but you, you, you are a kind yeah. of guy that can make something I think that will the, be the The tuner thing is a little thing. I think it's it's more about... But we're talking if, all about... It's all the same yeah, thing. Yeah. If you're performing, you remember, you are performing. Right. So it's how you present yourself, your facial expressions, your what you're doing. And well, if you're... Y- yeah, but some people are just ugly. No, but you if can't you're, help that. If you're, and some headstocks are ugly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you're making yeah. a video for Facebook of you practicing in your bedroom and you're just staring stupidly at the phone, well, yeah. well I don't even making listen love. to what They're you play anymore. Love. It's yeah, just a, just a Julio Iglesias. I don't. Well, thing. you know, first of all, I don't even understand the concept of posting yourself in the first place. I just don't get it. I don't get it either. But then again, but I have to say. People can hear me on a record. If somebody, if somebody doesn't have a, a, never been on an album before, and he wants people to hear them, you know, and but don't he you, has something okay. to offer, then he should put himself on Facebook because okay. that's his record label. Okay, right. okay, okay, you know? okay. I'm, I'm willing. Okay, can I just be the judge yeah. here? Because what he's saying and what you're saying, Scott, are not mutually exclusive. Sorry. <laughs> what he's saying and what you're saying are not disagreeing with each other. Right, like, I know that. You know what I mean? I know that. Like, right. okay, so Facebook yeah. is your new record label. So mm-hmm. shouldn't it be the best version of yourself? Of course. Not only audio, not only playing, mm-hmm. but also visual. Yeah, no, of I agree. Of course it should. I agree, and but I'm know, saying you can't do anything about your ugly face. Right, but you, you, know, well, you, you can... But hold it. You Nick can look Jagger at yourself on the thing and go like, God, that... I don't need to make that expression. I know I'm ugly, but I don't need to make it uglier. You don't have to make it look weird where it takes away from your playing. No, of course not. Yeah. You like know, Mick Jagger's not a good guy. You can cut either. off to a you sunset know. while see, you're playing to a silhouette. One of my favorite players, <laughs> one of my favorite players, uh, our favorite telly players is Ulf Steen. He, he's, a, he's in Copenhagen. Ah, I've seen him. Good yeah. player, really yeah. good telly player. And yeah. he gets, he's kind of got more of a blues thing happening, but he can play through changes. He's a yeah. good player. And he often posts, like even maybe once every couple of weeks, he'll just post like him playing a solo guitar version of, of a tune. You know, like right. it could be an old standard or it could be a Beatles tune or whatever. And it's basically just like you'd see him at a gig. He's sitting that's, in the chair. That's and exactly he's, what we're talking and he's, about. And he's, and he's playing this beautiful version of a, of a thing. And, and then he goes, thanks for listening. And, and, you know, that's it. And I think it's great because it's it. First of all, it's a lesson for anybody that wants to transcribe somebody doing something really nice with a guitar. It's a right. it's a nice lesson, and just for your listening pleasure, nothing wrong with that. And he has records and he plays gigs, yeah. but he just wants to give the audience something a little bit more. Like here's, and maybe I should do that too every once in a while. It's like yeah, you don't not? have to just wait to hear me on my records. What if I work out a little solo piece and I'll play it for you on Facebook? I'm not saying I wouldn't do it. What I'm saying basically is I don't have time to do it. No, I'm too no, busy. and I think but, you know, and I think you should you know. do it even. But, 
but my point is is again what you're saying is 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 kind of agreeing with him i am you know yeah, i mean it's I like make it the yeah. best you can make it right you make yeah. you know you're playing first of all you play you're not practicing right. second of all you're making it an exact extension of who you are as sure. an artist, yeah, and you're and you're actually thinking about it. It's just like and saying, yeah, of here's course, a freebie, and of course, to know? say, hey, thanks to my fans, because you really feel that way, right? So th- I'm not saying that. I mean, it's he's talking about these kind of weird things that start to look like porno movies. It or, almost looks like a parody, like they're taking the yeah. piss out of something, but they're actually and, being and it would for be real. Great if we could, if we could actually point out those, but oh, there's we quite don't a want few, to make enemies. But I can't oh. do that. Oh, okay. <laughs> Because we're too nice. Yeah, Jimi Hendrix. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, we're too nice because. Yeah, we're too Jimi nice. Hendrix was just on Facebook. Oh too my god, much, man. god! Every minute that, of his day. That motherfucker stopped posting shit of himself. <laughs> Gee, I wish he'd stop. You know? Right, <laughs> and the clothes. And that, El- that Elvis guy too. What the fuck? Yeah, you know, yeah. and there's there's something to be said for people like Prince and stuff like that, where they were always fucking immaculate at what they did. On everything they did was so amazingly like they were performing constantly yeah they they, they put some effort yeah, in that massive and, effort you know, and you know? being a jazz musician i'm i'm not necessarily the biggest fan of that either but you know when you do it do it with intent be aware of the wor- world you're in you know if you're playing in a club and you're playing to a phone you're missing the point if you're playing to your phone and you know the world's out there on facebook then be aware of You'll, that's what you it's have about. to remember. Just make sure your intent matches your action. You have to remember you are a salesman. You are selling something. Like it or not, you are selling something. You're selling your art. You're selling yourself, a product, whatever. You got to remember that you're like a you, cable guy in a porno movie. Yeah, you got to present it, man. Present <laughs> it so people can can get it. So yeah. that's what's no, so annoying. People okay, don't... can we change the subject? <laughs> Why is this making you uncomfortable? <laughs> yeah, it's making me. I mean, just because it's boring to me because I've never even hardly seen it. Oh, I don't. I don't I guess, know what you. I'm gonna start sending about, Scott right? videos. Yeah, now. don't start, start sharing. <laughs> Please don't. Every time I see it, Scott. <laughs> now, now, this is yeah, what I meant. Yeah, yeah, yeah you got to do that. You got to share with Scott. <laughs> Please, I'm gonna start sending you down, both down, videos. I'm a couple, then I would know what you're talking. I sent Bruce some. Send me the funniest, stupidest ones. Like you, you just, just send him to him till he says, please stop. Yeah, because, you know, for me, it's just going to be comedy. So, you know, send me something funny. Uh, and people are going to send them to me just to shut me up you now. You see that mean tweets of Sofia Vergara? It's so awesome. What is that You one? like mean tweets? Oh, yeah, I yeah, love yeah, mean yeah, tweets, yeah, yeah. Right. So On well, Jimmy was, Kimmel? Yeah. And yeah. there was one, Sofia Vergara was on and she was reading, and she, she's reading... Sophia Vergara sounds like she's got a dick in her mouth. <laughs> says, her her accent really annoys me. And then she just looks up and goes, "What's wrong with me having a dick in my mouth?" <laughs> <laughs> she's so funny, man. Oh, she is so funny. I just love her. She's great. She is awesome. She's really awesome. We man. should get her Everything on the show. Everything I've seen her in or on, I love her in Modern Family. I just love her. She's just so yeah, funny. Yeah, she's badass. She's great. We should get her on but, the show. Um, yeah, we, now that would be a fun person to have on the show for sure. I want to mention something while I'm at it. Talking about awareness of your creativity and awareness of trying to top yourself you know like we were talking about like being out on the road and always trying to top yourself and blah 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 and how that can be a bad thing yep 
Man, you guys need to see the, the Gary Shandling Zen Diaries. It's Ooh, what's that? unfucking believable. I've turned about 10 people onto it, and everybody's calling me and going, This is the fucking best thing I've ever seen on TV. It's so badass. Zen Diaries. It's, is it's it on Zen Netflix? Diaries of Gary Shandling? What's it on? It's on HBO. Oh, and HBO. It's, okay. two, it's a two. It's a two-hour, it's a two-part thing. Each, so you can't each, see it unless you subscribe to HBO. Maybe there might be a way to You might be able to get Netflix, it on pay, I don't know. pay for it somewhere. Maybe. Or yeah. But but there's two parts, yep. and each part is two hours. So the first part is from the beginning of his career all the way up to the Larry Sanders show. Right. Right? And then the second part of it is from the Larry Sanders show all the way up to his death. And what... And after his death, what people are saying about him and stuff. But this guy, he wrote every single thought he had down. Wow. I need to be more, you know, like if it was something, I need to stop pushing myself to the point where I can't I can't meet my own expectations, stuff like this. Every single thing that he thought in his head, he wrote down. And they got this his diary and the, and the, and it's a documentary of he was one of the funniest guys in the yeah, world yeah he was great you know? i mean he really was just great. so fucking brilliant and and just to go see all the stuff in his career and how he got from one place to another and how he knew when to stop doing something because it wasn't creative enough and to go to something else that would push his creativity buttons harder yep. so that he could better himself it was badass man it's something That's that every cool. musician I'll check or that out. any artist that, check that, that that is always trying to improve himself and make it make make his thing better. Yep. They need to watch this because it's sort of also sort of warns of the danger of trying to better yourself all the time because it can make you extremely unhappy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, another a, really great. A documentary I just watched was the Eric Clapton. I think it's called. Oh, Bucks. I didn't see that. I heard oh, about it though. Man, I was crying by the end of it. It was so good. Wow. That's amazing. Definitely a great watch. And another one that I was just putting on because I thought it was just going to be background music was the Mellencamp, John Mellencamp um, a live show, but he narrates over the whole show about his life and it is amazing. It's such a great watch and there's so many great stories and he mm-hmm. just kicks ass in it. That's a really great I, I don't know much about him, but... but um, He's really cool. But the Eric Clapton one is like, wow, cool. Dude. That's yeah. really, really cool. Well, if you get a chance to see the Zen Diaries of Shandling, it's... I'm going to watch that. I know, I'd love that. It is really I'll amazing, man. And it's and the, the, the cool thing about it is you'll be dying laughing because it's so <laughs> fucking funny all the time. He was just... I it, went to I went to Larry Shant's uh, Larry Sanders tape. Oh, you did? Me and Kinsey went. No way. Yeah, we're actually on an episode. Wow. Yeah, you can see us in the audience. Really? And I know Jeff Tambor. Yeah. Yeah, you know the guy that played Hank. Yeah, yeah. I know him. You do. Yeah, he used to come backstage all, every time I played in L.A. with Jean Luc Ponty. He was there backstage. Wow. So I ended up known him for a long time. Yeah. And I remember, I remember on when I was on the set, I called over to him, Jeff. Jeff, and he probably thought I was just some deranged fan, and he came <laughs> over and he said, do I know you, right? And I said, uh, guitar player for Jean-Luc Ponty, and he goes, oh, I like this guy. <laughs> and he comes over and I gave him a CD, and because a, a Tribal Tech CD had just come out. Yep. But funny enough, the show was about a band, the band leader. That particular oh, show wow. was about Hank gets in a big fight with the band leader. Right, and that's what it was about. So, what a funny episode for us to come to, yeah. you know? Because where was, was that? About the where musicians. was that filmed? 
Um, I believe it was. I can't remember now. Was it down in Culver City? I don't remember. Oh, okay. I don't remember where it was. Yep. It was so long ago. But me and Kenzie both win, and you can see me, That's... and I'm wearing a Tribal Tech T-shirt. <laughs> and it's uh, <laughs> yeah, it was cool. Wow, was man, really that would cool. have been cool to be on that show. But just just that that whole thing about he had it so down about how not to how to be a creative person and stay happy yet he was not happy right because he was just too busy trying to top himself all the time wow you know and the and the fact that everybody would ask him why did you quit right when this thing is peaking like this that you're making more money right now than you've ever made in your career and you're going to quit and he would say it's because the creative thing is not it's over like it's time wow. to go it's time to do something else yep that makes me creative in a different way. That was I've the done enough was of that this. the Gary Shanley? It's everything he's ever done. Wow! So as soon as it peaked Stand down, he up was like, comic. Yep. His own show on TV, Larry Sanders as an actor. Yep. A, a movie actor, you know, because he's always, you know, his career is a double career. He's a comedian and he's an yeah, actor. Yeah, yeah. And he actually says in a one of the Larry Sanders shows, one of the lines is fucking actors that i mean fucking comedians that think they're actors don't you fucking hate them and he's one <laughs> he's he one is of one of them right, yeah. right so he when he quit larry shan uh, gary shanling it was actually to go be an actor yep. a real movie actor and that didn't go so well right you know he didn't he didn't have a successful oh man i gotta watch it. i'm gonna definitely watch he's it. actually in iron man the first Iron Man, he plays a judge. Oh, I remember that. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So, or just something, you know, some stiff. I'll totally what. That'll yeah, be it's really cool. Thing. It's really, really good. Bruce, do you yeah. have anything to add before we wind this this marathon up? I'd just like to say a few words on behalf of the Musicians Union. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those, those are really helpful folks, <laughs> especially Local 47. Those guys, man, I get letters from them all the time and throw them right in the trash. <laughs> they've wasted more. They've probably killed the whole forest writing letters to me. And I quit the union 30 years ago. And they yeah. still write letters to me. Like, why are they wasting all that paper? we want your back. It's so yeah. weird, man. Yeah, and everyone a, just goes immediately into the recycling <laughs> thing. It's like you, that in Scientology. Seen, well, thank uh, you for recycling. Seen Isle of Dogs yet? Badass. Isle of Should Dogs. See it. What is that? Did you that? see Fantastic Mr. Fox? Didn't no. see that? Ah. What's Wes Isle of Anderson. Dogs? Wes Anderson. Anyway... Yeah, you got to see it. Olive Dogs. Gotta, you got to get, out, get awesome. out of the house. You got a young kid now. You how about go how about uh, <laughs> Black Panther? I haven't seen Black Panther. It's great. Oh, I heard great things. It's really about good. It. It's a really good one. Yeah. I need to see one it. of Marvel's better ones. I think. Yeah, they really made badass. so much money on that movie. Yeah, it's great. I it's, had stuff in the trailer, but I Tanya. See, I Tanya. I did see. You had stuff in the trailer. Yeah, this is big news here. You had stuff in the trailer. In the trailer, I had some, um, I don't know exactly what I had in it, but I did have some, what do I mean, some musical pieces or sound design or something. Yeah. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. How did you like Itania? I liked it a lot. It was a great, Aussie chick kicked ass in that, didn't she? What's that? The Aussie chick. Yeah. Yeah, she's so good. Um, Great um, movie. You know, I took Angela to see that, and I kind of got... I, w- I seem to be the only parent there with a 14-year-old. <laughs> and everybody's looking at me like, look at the bad father taking his kid to see this really, really uh, 
you know, super R-rated movie, but she's an ice skater. She had to see it. Oh, totally, you know, right? She had to see it, man. I ever thought it was great. She movie. loved it. I mean, it was great. It was a great movie. It was amazing. And that, you know, and she, the the mother. What's the actress's name? Oh, um, I she don't won remember. An Oscar, right? She won Oscar. She yeah. won Golden Globe. She yeah, won, won everything. She won everything. Speaking, yeah. my, that reminds me, which is completely. Um, one of our Guitar Wank listeners in Canada knows uh, Lenny Bro's daughter, who did that documentary on Lenny. Oh yeah, uh-huh. and he was going to try and get her on the show. That'd be kind of interesting. Be That'd be fun. Yeah, be lovely. Yeah, I'd love to talk with her. Um, I got a lot of uh, emails and stuff about. I promised a bunch of Holsworth stories, like around a year after he was gone. Right. And then I decided that, you know what? They're not really funny just because a year went by. You know what I mean? They're, they're just as sad. <laughs> they're just, like, you know, everybody's got their dark yeah. thing. I mean, me included. And, and it's like not for the public. And it's like, I don't want to be the one just telling stories about, you know, miserable things that happened to Alan. You know what I mean? It's not really that funny. It's just sad. And now a year later, you sort of expect it to be funny. And I think the only thing that was so funny about Jocko, because his shit was so way out and right in front of everybody, like riding motorcycles naked in a, in a lobby in Japan, a hotel <laughs> lobby in Japan, you know, uh, stealing a bunch of records from a record store and then coming to sell them next door in a club. You know, that kind of shit is funny, right? Because it's, and it's, and it's right out in the public for everybody to see. Right. Whereas Alan kind of kept that side of himself and me and everybody else, you kind of want to keep that under wraps. Like right. bad stuff happens because you fucked up like well like the time i missed the flight to germany because i was just fucking yeah. around and yep. missed the flight and missed the gig <laughs> just completely fucked everything up like people drove for 100 miles to see that gig and, and you, uh, yeah ah man i mean i i count that as one of my huge failures <laughs> as a touring musician you know and I, it, we all do shit like that you know luckily it wasn't because of drugs <laughs> just glad well then you'd have an excuse yeah but you know <laughs> you know when when those guys that do the kind of shit that they do because of drugs it's not really yeah. an excuse because it gets I mean, too, you it shouldn't gets be little, fucking doing that shit it's a little serious i mean yeah but whatever i mean i my point was that a lot of the stuff that happened to alan toward the end was unfortunate you know and it's not it after a year it didn't become funny right it's just like, ah, shit, man. The, the, the guy should have lived a lot longer and kept How playing. old was Alan? I don't know. He was like 70 or something, right? Was it? Yeah. Was it? yeah. Yeah. And he died young. I mean, yeah. there's look at John Pisano, man. He's still like going strong. And Alan would have been one of those guys, yeah. man. Yep. But it was, you know, I mean, I don't know if I, I, I've ever told anybody this. It's not a big deal to me, but I have the same thing that Alan has. It's anxiety disorder. And I've had it since I was... 15 years old right take med- medicine for it yep. you know but but it's not like it's not like well you can say it's a drug but it's just a medicine to make you feel normal to make so you can sleep and not sit here and 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 do this with your knee right it just makes you more relaxed and just feel normal so it's not like a drug that makes you high it's just a drug that makes you feel right feel good not not so because i tend to be very if i wasn't on the drug 
I would be antsy all the time. I wouldn't be able to sleep very well. And sometimes I've even had trouble, trouble breathing, getting oxygen. And I've even had panic attacks when I was younger. Wow. Like when you have a full-blown right. panic attack and your heart starts beating fast. So drugs would be no good for you at all? Like cocaine oh, no. and... Oh, God. And <laughs> if I took cocaine, I'd, be, I'd fly up into the... You know, I'd be like the Tasmanian devil. devil. <laughs> That'd be really bad. Yeah. Great experiment, but yeah. Well, yeah, definitely. But some of these guys that do that shit for recreation, I mean, they yeah. pop pills and then drink and then, wow, you know, bad things happen. And... uh you know, yeah. whatever. Just not that shit isn't fucking funny. So, uh, and I know everybody was looking forward to like, oh, I bet Henderson had some funny Holsworth stories, and I do, but they're not funny in a funny way. They're sort of like, you know, unfortunate. Yeah, yeah. yeah not like looking back now. Uh, looking back now, it's might have been funny if Alan was here and you guys exactly. Talked about it. it might have been funny now if he was still alive. And we would. We were working yeah. on getting him on the show. He was, and I mean, he Alan was, was the kind of guy that would laugh at himself just like we always right. do. We do. You know, nobody yeah. takes themselves all that seriously. Just, you know, we're, we're, we all have that nature to look at ourselves and laugh because it's funny. You know, that's one of the things that I've kind of realized about the stage thing where is I have this like cap. When I wear a cap on stage, I call it my acting cap. And regardless of how I feel about my playing that night, my cap, I'm playing a role right. as a fun, confident, fun-loving guy. As long as I'm on that stage, I'm going to have fun. No matter how many mistakes and how pissed <laughs> off I get at myself, I'm going to laugh about it. Right. You know, and I got this funny thing going on with the bass player where every time he makes a mistake, I look at him and I just, you know, like, you know, <laughs> and he, he, he hears me do something and it's like, you know what I it's just funny. I was shooting a bird. Yep. It's just funny now. It's not like a big deal like, oh, I'm so mad at myself because I didn't play this chord right. If I'm gonna get mad at myself, I'll get mad at myself after I get off the stage. But but the whole point is is that the audience digs that you're having a good time. And and they can see it. Yeah. They can feel it when you're yeah. having fun on stage. And if you're not having fun on stage, they're not really having as much fun either. So yeah. So, you know, Alan's thing sometimes got so dark on stage that sometimes you were you would just see him play and regardless of how great he was playing, you knew he was miserable. Right. He wasn't having fun. And you could yeah. sense that, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I could. I because right. I knew him pretty well, but I wouldn't be surprised if anybody could could couldn't because you just look at his face and he just he looked so mad and frustrated and and uh, that's a tortured you, you that's know, a tortured sort of show a self torture right yeah thing. right yeah and I I mean I've been there man I've yeah. been I've been I've been on those gigs where where everything seems to spiral down until you just can't have fun anymore yeah. because you're so upset with yourself because maybe the first couple of mistakes or the three or the first ten. <laughs> are okay and then after that you start going oh this is really getting depressing and then and then you're mad by the end of the, the show funny, the, the funny off. thing is just the whole world that we live in that that could happen imagine, <laughs> imagine a genius of alan holdsworth's level right to like a cup to have mistakes matter i mean to like why not just like hey simplify everything yeah. Just play. Your sound is beautiful. Yeah. 
Play some of those luscious voicings you play. Stop doing all that crazy shit. And just kind of regroup. Because you're so badass and so beautiful and so brilliant. Right. And yet that was so not on the realm of possibility. No, that was not I mean, in the realm of possibilities. Shows, it really it wasn't. How stupid at our most brilliant moments and our most brilliant selves, how ultimately how stupid we can be. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Where, it's where like you the can, dichotomy of existence. Yeah, you can take and such that's a... that's where I'm going to end. Better, better... Yeah, it's like you, you, you're taking something that no one is disappointed in but you. You're the only one. Everybody else is having a great time and they're totally digging it, but you're in your mind, it's not good enough. And so you're ruining the whole thing for everybody. Right. Like, mm. what the fuck? That's well, you, about the dumbest thing ever. But I think but, we've all probably done that. At some of course, point. we've yeah. all done it. I mean, yeah. I, I'm just, I'm just saying, I'm finally to the point where I feel like I've, I'm not doing that. I might not be in the best mood sometimes when I come off stage if I had a particularly bad night. But on stage, I'm gonna at least have fun and let the audience have fun. I got a new thing now where, where I, I go on the mic and I go. Um, so we got a lot of guitar players tonight, and of course, like half the audience raises their hand, and I say, "I see you motherfuckers out there with your arms folded, <laughs> waiting for me to make a mistake." <laughs> and I said, "Well, I've already made like twenty, so you got your money's worth. So enjoy the show." <laughs> That's because they're always those guys. They're sitting there like this. They're just waiting for you to fuck up. <laughs> the dichotomy of existence. <laughs> We, well, well, it's we been live, fun, we, you guys. We live in a pit of humanity. Five hours we've been going. We're actually yeah. four. Well, it's it's four. four. It started at once. Four, 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 four hours. Four, four hours, hours is good. good. So I'm I proud quit. of myself. I quit now. Bruce quits. I'm done. I Fuck actually, you guys. I'll see you next month. I have a job in the morning. Oh, you do? Shit, you got a job. Yeah. A real job? Like, like construction? <laughs> no, actually, I got a paper route. <laughs> paper route. That's good. Until next week. I've got to paint my room tomorrow. I removed a, well, no, I just, I removed a picture and because I wanted to put it somewhere else and man, I wish I, I, I already did it and I looked at the wall and I said, okay, yeah, so I'm going to have to paint. So tomorrow I'm going to paint. Sand first, of course. <laughs> oh, Jesus. And then paint. Well, that sounds like a yeah. horrible day. That's going to be fun. Yeah, I can't wait. You heard about this heavy guy who goes to the doctor and he says, doc, I haven't seen my dick in 10 years. <laughs> the doctor says, well, you know, you should diet. He says, yeah, he says, yeah, he says, what color? <laughs> <laughs> On that note. On that note, <laughs> out of here. <laughs>